0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Out of Band show. I'm Bailey and today our random
1: question is what's your favorite quarantine activity? Eric, what do you got? Uh wallowing in my own self-loathing and falling asleep unintentionally. That is my favorite quarantine activity.
0: That's the dream.
1: Yeah. Um I've been spending a lot of time bouncing around between random projects, my website, some music stuff, playing video games and sleeping. That's that's been what that's what I've been up to. Araf, what about
2: you? Um, I've been sitting in this chair and also sleeping. Um Uh I both own, in the yeah. same place or Well, I mean no not um, in the same well, no, every now, no, and, then, every uh, now I mean, and then. I
0: mean I mean If you wonder why a so quiet on the show, it's because he sleeps in his chair while we record. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that is indeed. do You have to wake fact. him up.
1: We have to wake him up between segments.
3: Y'all call that quarantine activities. You guys are just snoring and sleeping all day. My favorite activity is to pop in whenever Araf is at work and kind of just start talking to him because he really doesn't expect it. And I usually lay down some highly technical facts uh, on him. And I'm sure he really enjoys that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Additionally, I think my other favorite activity is planning for Araf's upcoming birthday, which he doesn't want me to celebrate, so...
1: When is the birthday, Ryan?
3: It's uh, it's August second. Yeah, if you wow. if you're trying to steal his identity, um, oh. it is on August second. So sounds good. Sounds
2: get ready good. For I
0: that. think Araf's waiting for some fan mail. Fan mail on August second. Yeah.
2: That that's time, folks. So me, no, no, <laughs> I, I want to
0: say what i Nobody asked me. Wow. Okay. Well, I I did uh, do some uh, quarantining with Ryan for a little bit, uh, in which we we baked a cake, and by we I mean Ryan baked a cake and i took the cake uh i tried to get the cake onto a platter at some point (laughs) and it kind of just like i don't know if it's possible for a cake to shatter but the cake shattered oh yeah there was the cake fell apart into several different pieces oh my god (laughs) and not only that but i brought part of the cake home and did not eat any of it because the rest of my family ate it so i i had a cake that i did not bake
1: and did not eat you know i saw a tiktok today of, you know, the trend of like, is it cake? People putting a knife through something and oh, yeah. it might be cake, it might not be. Yep. I saw someone do that with an actual cake and oh. it turned out that it was made of SpaghettiOs. And I, am, <laughs> I am horrified and <laughs> will never be looking at cake the same way again.
0: Just a lesson to check your cakes, everyone, just yes, in case there's yes. SpaghettiOs in it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough time for our intro. Let's move on to the news with Brian. <laughs>
3: The news is simple. The people are not. Bailey, do you ever have the problem that your dolphins don't look, well, real? I do. This week, an article came out that a New Zealand company is selling $26 million robot dolphins. (laughs) In an article by Business Insider, they are, quote, shockingly realistic and will be used in aquariums in China. Now, I think that this is a beautiful technological innovation. However, I think it might be a little misguided. Guys, what are your thoughts?
0: Go ahead, Eric. So,
3: (laughs) on one hand,
1: I do agree that it, it seems disingenuous to put a robot dolphin in a zoo. And especially if they start passing them off as real dolphins, or they don't expressly say that it's a robot. Um there are definitely some issues there, but let's think big picture here, right? So the dolphins are, their their they're, their populations going down, right? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. As with uh, pretty much every animal species on planet Earth, except for the that's invasive big. ones, uh, that's a, that's a whole different conversation. Anyway, <laughs> if we want to preserve the childlike wonder of showing up at a zoo or an aquarium, rather, and seeing a dolphin for the first time robots are going to be the way to do it now i don't agree that you, you should be charging 26 million dollars i think that can eventually be lowered i that, that's a point of that's a point of uh, hey, contention but i
0: i think you're saving a lot of money to eric with like food costs and stuff exactly. like what do you toss in there to feed the dolphins like batteries like no you know,
1: no you just have to plug and your you, dolphin in.
0: <laughs> and this this is like a a huge uh step in the right direction for animal rights too like you don't have these dolphins in aquariums anymore you know 26 million dollars it's not too high no. of a price to pay for a dolphin to be not in captivity. Pete is
3: going to find a way to oppose this, though. Don't you? You just know, you I, I like the concept of having a robot dolphin, but, like, here's the thing. The kids that are going to be seeing this, they go to school, they're in biology class, and their teacher's like, oh, look, like, that's a dolphin, and, like, these are fish. Let's go see one at the zoo. And then they go to wow. the zoo, and they see a dolphin except it's not actually a dolphin they're being they lied to that, by the 21st nah. century where you can't trust anything your dolphin's a robot what's next are we gonna have robot giraffes like robot Arafs? like oh eric he doesn't know yet <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: now now Araf, you are the resident dolphin expert on this podcast so
2: what are you in support of this what are your thoughts well well if you think about it these are robots and they are programmed to probably just swim around in circles around. Right? I would assume so. But mm-hmm. but what if one malfunctions? What happens? <laughs> Dolphins go rogue. They take <laughs> over the zoo. Like you, I can, can already picture they a dolphin just ramming straight into the, the the glass of the aquarium and just breaking out and like pulling out its automatic uh, submachine gun in it out of its <laughs> dorsal fin and just going ham.
1: Oh my gosh! Do you think do you think these dolphins have like a backup like like motor like rudder to push them along oh in case the flapping in the tail doesn't work or something to that effect?
3: I can't wait till someone calls IT support and they're like, I can't connect the dolphin to Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Araf, what you just
0: mentioned is like the scariest crossover between like the movie Madagascar and like Terminator. Oh, God, no. And that scares me that. so
3: much. I want that to be a thing now. Someone has to do that. Robot status <laughs> report. I could, I could see
1: Boston Dynamics making a killing off of cuz they already have the oh, robot dogs, yeah. right? Right? You they could do, do robot mm-hmm. dolphins, you could do robot orangutans, you could do robot gir- robot giraffes would terrorize us all if they became sentient. Those are the ones I'm huge. most scared of, because <laughs> they can reach higher than anything that we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, like, dolphins are
0: supposed to be one of the smartest animals. And, you know, if that AI gets pretty intelligent, you've already seen what Boston Dynamics can do with their dogs. You know, they they have been, like, almost, like, abused trying to open doors, mm-hmm. and they they can get that door open. I don't even want to
1: know what those dolphins are going to be able to do once they but, get, like, the full AI. But on the flip side, I'm still... I'm still thinking whenever I see like these robots from Boston dynamics or dolphins or whatever, I keep thinking back to, I think it was Honda or Toyota made that robot uh, that, that big white, like humanoid robot. This is like 20 years ago. And there's that, there's that video of them saying, Oh, he's going to climb up the stairs and he takes one step and falls right on his back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting for this dolphin. Like we had mentioned before to somehow just fail completely.
3: (laughs) i could end up terrorizing more children (laughs) oh no all right Well, i think that's all we have for the news segment today (laughs) let's go ahead and move on to hot takes with eric
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to a new segment hot takes with eric uh today i want to talk about amazon so amazon is the big gigantic ginormous huge company that it's become uh Big and dirty exactly you <laughs> exactly they like once the just show. sold <laughs> <laughs> they, they once just sold books online now they sell the means to make the books it's just it's just a never-ending cycle uh and recently they've gotten into investing in startups because you know that's the thing you do when you have a ton of money in silicon valley so uh they met recently with a couple of different companies uh one of which was called is called defined crowd um they do some artificial intelligence stuff collecting data labeling that data based on the ai etc uh they amazon met with this company to discuss investing in them to gain a part of their company um after that meeting a couple years later uh actually this past april amazon introduced a new product called a2i which does that exact same thing and like down to the exact details that they talked about in that meeting and this is not the only example uh recently it's come to light that there's a bunch of companies that are coming forward against amazon for quote stealing their products that they've been discussing with them uh which is obviously you you could you could call that uh being a monopoly you could call that uh a little little stealing a little little shady business practice yeah um but boys i have a hot take this is actually a really smart move by amazon and i'm jealous that they thought of it first because here's the thing they get to meet with these up-and-coming companies with these new ideas and they just get to have these free ideas without having to pay for them and the best part is these these other companies come to amazon and say here's our idea please invest in us all amazon has to do is say no oh but that's a good idea we're going to do it ourselves so the other thing is amazon's a big company as we just talked about they'd probably be making better versions of these products down the line anyway with like their amazon basics line or whatever else they do um so really for these smaller companies it's they're gonna lose out anyway so you might as well lose out right away before you put any money into it ryan you're giving me a great face right now and third Even if these other smaller companies were able to market their products first and get them out to consumers, uh, they have to be selling them on Amazon anyway if they really want to get a profit in today's online uh, marketplace. So either way, Amazon's going to win. So you can call this being a monopoly. You can call this exerting your influence, whatever you want. But Amazon wins no matter what. So they might as well win early. That's my hot take. Ryan, you have been giving me the greatest think eye this entire time. What
3: do you got? Okay, so, like, cold take, uh, how much do we think that this is actually just theft of other people's intellectual property? Right, because these companies, right, it's not like they've just, you know, thought of this idea, and they're like, oh, yeah, so, like, let's, let's just get the money. No, they're, like, putting hard work and effort. There's people's lives who are at stake at this, and Amazon is just coming in and stealing their idea and manufacturing their own different variant. Now, I'd actually be really interested in seeing whether or not, like, how many one's going to win a court case against Amazon to claim theft of intellectual property? And I think that once that court case case comes around, Amazon is going to have something coming to them.
1: I will say the Federal Trade Commission in February did uh, tell five large technology companies, including Amazon, to, quote, according to the Wall Street Journal, provide details on certain investments and acquisitions from 2010 to 2019 to determine whether any of the deals were anti-competitive, but the FTC declined to comment on the status of that review. So it's being investigated. But by the time... Hard to be investigated when you buy out the
3: politicians who are investigating you. I mean, (laughs) that's that's a hot take on itself. That's a a
1: hot take right there. I, Are you yeah. claiming
3: that there's corruption in the U.S. government? There's Not a could chance. Be a bit of corruption. Oh, this podcast Oof. went from technology reviews to uh, like undercover, or uncovering corruption inside of our federal government. What, I am. What is the actually scope here? President of the company. <laughs> now, as it turns out, I'm actually Jeff Bezos' son. So, like, you know.
1: <laughs> no, but in all honesty, in response to that, I. I always think back to when Microsoft introduced Internet Explorer back in 2000 Mm -hmm. to compete with Netscape, which was another web browser of the time. That was the big one. Uh, They released Internet Explorer and bundled it into Windows, whereas you had to download Netscape separately. Netscape sued. It was a huge thing. Microsoft actually did end up losing that case. But... Mm. By the time they lost, Netscape already lost all of their market share and were basically out of the business. It didn't matter by the time that it was actually yeah, thoroughly so... investigated and sued. So mm-hmm. again, Amazon wins no matter what. So you might as well let them win right away.
3: I don't. Um, honestly,
0: I see. That's a good point. A part of the strategy might be inevitably getting sued, but planning for it, and you've already got the market share it's true.
3: before that happens. It's true. I think the United States just simply needs stronger antitrust laws. Because, I mean, I mean, not just this, where, like, Amazon is literally stealing other people's money, but, I mean, think of, like, the tele telecommunications industry right now. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Spectrum offers internet to basically everyone who doesn't have AT&T. And if you live somewhere serviced by Spectrum, it's likely you don't have any other options besides satellite internet. So yeah. There's only, like, one primary broadband provider. And then additionally, with, like, cellular service, too, it's basically just down to what? Sprint and T-Mobile just merged. So. Yeah, it's like T-Mobile. Yeah, and Verizon and AT&T. Verizon and AT&T, and that's, that's basically yeah. it. And it's like the fact that there's so little competition kind of allows those companies to get away with really shady stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't forget about Cellcom. Sel- Don't forget Sel- about Cellcom.
0: <laughs> Challenge. Sel- Coach Mike McCarthy. Cellcom
1: is... A fraudulent attempt <laughs> at a at a cellular carrier. It only works in Northeast Wisconsin and nowhere else.
3: <laughs> now, Araf, what's your take on kind of uh, you know making the telecommunications industry public? Um.
2: Yeah. Or or <laughs> I is very I'm interested just, in this topic. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm kind of with Eric's hot take here uh, with the whole what? like. Cause Ooh. like with Amazon, right? They just kind of win by default because they are—you can call them a monopoly—but at the end of the day, they just have the money to like, yeah. you know, kind of go around and do whatever they want. And uh, unfortunately, that's 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 just how, that's how it is. the mafia system works down here. You so. know, you know, uh, if these
1: if these companies the if these startup system. companies were really smart, they wouldn't be talking to Amazon at all. Instead, they would just release it. With other venture capital... There's plenty of venture capital uh, firms in the United States. Go talk to them. Don't talk to Amazon, because Amazon's going to take
3: your stuff and just do it themselves. See, what if I told you that every venture capital firm was actually owned by Amazon? Oh, no.
0: It's all a conspiracy. Uh, 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 Are you saying uh
3: that we're looking at a vertical monopoly right now? We are looking at both a horizontal and vertical monopoly. So they own the board. So so they own Boardwalk
1: and Park Place, is what you're telling me.
3: Jeff Bezos puts on his monocle. Do you think they
0: invested in the $26 million dolphins? I bet they did. <laughs> I hope it's just an Amazon warehouse full of them. Somewhere. Amazon <laughs> Basics dolphin. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> Basics. Can
3: you...
1: Can, is there anything on Amazon... I'm, I'm honestly curious. Is there anything on Amazon that costs more than a million dollars to buy?
3: Um. I think so. There's I know you like, can buy uh, a 55-gallon uh, drum of lube. Yeah.
1: So.
0: Uh, and do you know this how?
3: uh uh, Ryan was
0: thinking of starting a business, I Business heard. idea, actually. Business. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, you never need, like, large quantities of lubricant. So I was thinking you kind of, like, come up to my lube shop and then you, you know, buy your lube by, <laughs> you know, the gallon. And then you can go. On but that way. sounds
1: like a monopoly because this, this is not a market that has been tapped until now. Well, oh, so there's a
3: big lube market out there, Eric. You're so just, you're going to have to by, by have, yeah. by,
1: by your logic, you're operating as a monopoly. But that's okay for you, but it's not okay for Amazon. Um,
3: I don't think that's how it works.
1: But...
0: I think we need stronger antitrust laws to prevent Ryan from getting a monopoly on lube sales. I would agree with that point.
3: as someone who got a five on the AP macro exam, I'm going to have you know that you're not qualified to speak Um, on this topic.
1: As (laughs) someone that got a five on the AP U.S. history exam, I can tell you that America has terrible antitrust laws, and they need to be (laughs) fixed immediately. (laughs) And with that, that's all I got for hot takes today. Uh, Let's go on to social media.
0: Okay, Araf, do you have uh, an opinion for this next segment? I'm
2: gonna let you get some, take some time to, uh, an opinion. I was reading and through Eric's thing and I was just like, cool, cool. And then I just yeah, kind of snoozed yeah. through the whole, like there he was a good asleep. three minutes. He falls there was a literal asleep. three minutes of he just like asleep. him explaining the whole situation. I'm like, oh cool, Amazon's- What if Araf's just got like a virtual background of
0: him paying attention? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's a lie,
2: it's not, it's just a
0: pre-recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Social Media. Guys, this week was Christmas in July. Taylor Swift announced a new album, and I was so excited. I stayed up until 2 a.m. listening to the premiere of the new album, Folklore. It has 16 songs on it, and it's her first alternative-style album. But the shocking thing is that it was announced and released on the same day. Eric, I know you're the hot take specialist here, especially for music. What are your thoughts on this surprise?
1: Okay, so first of all, this shouldn't surprise you, but I did not listen to the album. I <laughs> wow, I you played Cardigan for us in, in our Discord server, and that
0: yeah, you
1: know, I thought it was actually a decent song. That one's go- I like that. Um, and I feel like I will enjoy her alternative style more than I will her previous country style. Although I'm still a Reputation stan. Unlike, Which is so funny because that's my least favorite. Yeah, album, I was I was about to say unlike unlike other people on this panel, <laughs> um, but see I. You you know my music taste Bailey you know my you, you know that I like songs that are a little bit more peppy have a little bit more drive have that yep, yep. have that nice bass guitar going got the, the guitar yep, yeah more yep. beep mm-hmm. boop mm-hmm. a little more beep, beep boop yep. yeah, um beep and maybe maybe you can maybe you can speak to this how how do the other songs on the album sound are they more acoustic or are they like what yeah, what are exactly they like?
0: the same, Eric. They sound exactly the same. <laughs> uh, what all sixteen. Same vibe S- as Cardigan. Interesting. They're all very just like Yeah, it's it's like the vibe of I stayed up way too late tonight. I wanna listen to something, but I don't want to bop. I
3: just wanna just sit. So I feel like and that's and a subtle it. criticism of Taylor Swift's music. I, I also said that the first time you ever told that to me, where you were like <laughs> it's not well, great. But I no, no, I'd love here's, here's to listen to it really late at night when I just want to listen to something in the background. No <laughs> no 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 no. That's this album.
0: Every album's got like a different feel, I think. All the it's got like a vibe uh-huh. for the entire album. You know, like Reputation was like bad girl album, right? Lover mm-hmm. was happy girl album. Yep. And this one is now sad girl
3: album. For sure. That's totally what I need in my life right now. <laughs> so so for for the people out there that didn't know.
2: Araf, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm kind of surprised because uh, recently all of Taylor Swift's new albums have, I feel like she's always, like, touched. She likes to explore a lot, right, in her music career, <laughs> I feel like. She went from, like, country to, like, pop, and then I think she rapped a little bit at one point, right? Yeah, kind of. and then, and now sure. now we've we're here in this, like, alternative thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. I also didn't listen to any of it, but I heard like a little clip of it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely something I'd throw on at 3 a.m. in the dark while I'm playing League or something. Not actually paying attention to the song, but I I mean, it's Taylor Swift at the end of the day. I don't know (laughs) what people would really expect from her, to be honest.
3: (laughs) So to summarize your point, it started from the bottom and now we're here. Yes. Thank you.
0: Mm hmm. I was I was talking to Araf earlier today. Um, Araf was a little bit surprised about the mediums that she released the music on. I know on her store she's got a cassette tape, of all things, Ooh. and her usual, like, vinyl that she releases it on. Araf, what were you thinking about that?
2: Uh, well, um, you know, we live in a day and age where no one really uses cassette tapes or vinyls. We live in a society. We live, we in, live in, a society. in a society. We
1: live in a society, yes.
2: Uh, we gotta make that joke at least once per podcast. <laughs> not funny. Um, but anyways, uh, I feel like record labels that just know the audience only release things like this as a sort of collectible for the for the simps for Taylor Swift. Really? Oh, Wow! Oh! oh. Uh, okay,
0: I'll remove it from the cart. That's okay.
3: That's fine.
2: <laughs> wow. But but uh, yeah, I feel like. I mean there's nothing wrong with it. Like if you're a diehard Taylor Swift fan, go crazy, man. Go go mm-hmm. buy all Swifty, if
0: you will. Swifty.
2: Swifty. Go buy all her mm-hmm. vinyls and cassette tapes and I don't know, pieces of hair off of eBay. Oh, but gosh. I, <laughs> I think my question to you, Bailey, is how big of a simp are you?
0: Uh Eric, how does one answer that question? <laughs> how am I supposed to answer that No? So Yes?
1: Okay would let's say that that taylor swift dm'd you or you dm'd taylor swift and would you take upon that to try and insert yourself into taylor swift's life or would you just be like the fan on the side that was like oh i love your music i it doesn't matter what you answer you're a simp no matter what (laughs) <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks Eric. <laughs> I love that I got a chance
0: to respond. That
3: means I'm a simp for Luna.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> so what if Luna DM'd you oh, and se- only said only Wait work? minute. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. no. Oh, oh. That's Although, horrifying. Ryan, Ryan has suggested no. before that we
3: put a GoPro on Luna yes. and just let her run around the house and see what happens. We could live stream that to a website and people could just check in on oh. Luna whenever they need to. That way, if she ever runs away. Then
0: again, Ryan's also suggested putting a GoPro on Eric and letting him walk around the house and see what happens.
3: Well, sometimes you just got to know where he is. What? <laughs> where?
1: I'm in. There's
3: I'm nowhere to go. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: so, so, yeah. In other words, I don't think I'm a simp, but I really enjoy her music. And if anyone wants to talk to me about it ever, you know where to find me. Oh my Taylor, God. you know where to find me.
1: You are a simp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: now it's time for story time with Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytime. I'm your host, Eric. And today, I want to take us back to the year of 2016. During this year, I was coming off of my junior year of high school, going into my senior year. And during the summer, I took place in a wonderful week-long opportunity called Badger Boys Don't State. you dare, Ryan. Don't you dare. As Ryan takes a swig... From his powerade directly next to the microphone. Now <laughs> that's a running joke. I want to go away. Please make it stop. Now, now I Ryan, refuse. Ryan, I know you have experience with Badger Boys State. In fact, we attended. We attended the same session. But we did for the benefit of our audience as well as the other people on this panel. Badger Boys State is a program run every summer by the uh, American Legion, uh, the yep. group of United States veterans, um, and basically it is a government simulation. So imagine you take. Yeah the 50 states of, of America, and you add a 51st state comprised just of these high school seniors. And so you bring them all to Ripon College in Rippon, Wisconsin. You make them all live in the dorms and such. And throughout the course of the week, you construct a state government all the way down to the city level, the county level, and the state level. So you can, stay, you can serve on the state senate all the way down to what I did where I served as the city's health
3: commissioner.
1: Now... This title was mostly given to me because I was friends with the mayor. That That's, oh. imp- un- that's
3: unimportant. Are you saying there's corruption in the United Corrupt- States <laughs> Are you
1: saying? Th- I am not saying that there was corruption in the government of the city of Solomon. I'm not saying <laughs> that. But, <laughs> but what I am saying is that I should not have been made the health commissioner because I did a terrible job. So unbeknownst to me, because I didn't actually, they give you this huge manual. Mm-hmm. it's the constitution basically it tells you all the rules of badger boy state and you're supposed to read yeah. it front to back before the week. Something starts. tells me Ryan wrote it. It's, <laughs> it's very official. It's, it's a good read. I would, if I had it with me, I would actually bring it out right now. Um, but in it, they have the descriptions for all the different roles, including health commissioner. It says in there that I was responsible for making sure all of the uh, r- rooms that we were staying in as well as the common areas were all like cleaned up and mm-hmm. nice and tidy. Um, I did not read that. Oh, so uh-oh. what happened was I didn't enforce that and as such, all the rooms with the various boys got kind of kind of dirty, you know as, as you do in a dorm oh, room, like a potato. Oh exactly. Okay. So after a couple of days of this, our, 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 our staff counselors that were kind of managing this whole thing uh, gave us the news that there was some pollution in our city. And we thought Uh this was just something that they were setting up as like a challenge for us to overcome. Um, I did not realize that it was related to my position and my (laughs) failure to (laughs) do my position. Um, So that was like the talk of the town for like two days straight because it kept – they said the next day, oh, it's gotten much worse. It's infected the other like areas of the city as well besides just the, the, quote, farmland. Um, Uh And eventually it gets to such a point that I believe the sewage (laughs) system broke the, the quote The quote sewage system broke uh, and flooded good. the entire city with sewage. So oh. there was Happens. this whole activity of like we had to go around and do a bunch of like almost like an obstacle course to fi- to like quote fix it. Um, and so again, everyone thought that this was just something that was caused because just for the fun of it. Um, however, I soon found out after that that. We had insurance through FEMA, the government agency that does all the disaster work. Oh, our city attempted to use that insurance, um, but FEMA rejected our claim because oh. <laughs> they said it was our fault and not the fault of. And by our Major. fault, we mean we my mean fault. Eric. My yeah. fault. Yeah. Okay. So we were just like in a city meeting or something, and I get pulled out by the the lawyers that were representing FEMA. And I basically had a a deposition, I believe is the word, uh, Mm. where they asked me, like, did you do your job? And I said, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then they're like, okay, so we're going to go upstairs and check the damage. So they leave. I run up another one of the stairs and quick go to my floor and close all the doors. So they can't see what's in the rooms. That's, that's <laughs> the that's a true health commissioner way right there. Um, <laughs> can't fix it? Cover it exactly up. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so this continues. The next day we find out that this is actually becoming like a lawsuit. Like the city is suing FEMA for not accepting their claim. So they brought the entire county, which, uh, Ryan, how many people do you think were in like a county? Like 90? Uh, like 90. 90? 90? Yeah. yeah. 90 to 100 mm-hmm. people. Uh, all present in this big lecture hall and i was told that i was going to be one of the witnesses so Ooh. i had to go up there and try and frame it so that i could blame it on not being my fault cuz i was <laughs> nice the way the way i think i did it was i made it seem like i was not aware that that was my job because i wasn't mm-hmm. and so i could not be held accountable for the rules so that i Eric was not pleaded
3: insane Exactly, that sounds a okay. little bit like negligence. Not gonna lie,
1: <laughs> you may be right. But um, the point of this story is so we get to the end, and the the lawyers that were representing the city did a pardon my French god awful job preparing <laughs> me for this. Uh, okay. I just kind of went in blind, so it did not work. Um, the judge ruled in favor of FEMA and. <laughs> Our city was uh, on the hook for the bill, which I ended up just paying with my own money, or at least most of it, because like, they give you these like fake money, fake currency during, during the week. So mm-hmm. I just gave all of that to the city treasurer and said, go to town. I apologize. We'll move on from this. And it was never mentioned again. And that is my wow. story of how I, the time I unintentionally forced my Badger Boy State City to sue FEMA. And that's on bribery. And that is on being a negligent officer of the of the city. Wow. Such <laughs> bureaucracy. What well, was that a rough,
2: or what, rough What kinda of, like AP world history <laughs> student were you? What? This has to be the nerdiest thing I've heard anyone say hey, in high school. Hey.
1: I take offense to that, okay? It,
0: I would love to see Araf try to run a city. Yeah, oh, I'd
3: like to have seen you do either of Eric or Aya's job for a second, all right? That was tough. Ryan, what was your job again? I was <laughs> the alderman of my ward. <laughs> I represented four people, all right? And I'll have you Woo! know, those four people had almost no opinions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot to mention, this is unrelated to the story. I also served as the city's party treasurer. So whenever... Because everyone's separated into two parties, uh, nationalists and federalists. Ryan, I believe we're both in the federalist party. It's just randomly Mm -hmm. assigned. Um, And I was appointed as the party treasurer. So I had to go around pretty much every day and collect dues from everyone in my city that was a member of that party. And I don't think I made many friends by doing that. uh, Because the (laughs) fee kept increasing every time. And all of a sudden, everyone started running out of money. It was really fun to watch. But yeah that's, that's yeah, that's Badger Boy State. That's party politics. that's Badger Boys State. That I, I highly recommend if we have any younger listeners, uh, go yeah. give it a shot. Um, I Dim do ball. have to say,
0: a
3: Roth, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, take the finish
1: high school pill. Take the class on
3: parliamentary procedure. That's always a fun one. Yeah. Um, you know, Bailey, I heard you were actually supposed to go to it, but you had to fly out to some premiere vacation in Florida?
0: Uh, you could call it vacation. It was our uh, marching band trip to Hawaii. Ah. Okay, but. I was just trip. like, ripping mm-hmm. rip College, Hawaii. I was like, mm, gotta I go to argue
1: that your marching band trip was a temporary uh, gain of serotonin. But a trip to Badge Boy State, it's a, Badger Boy State—it's a as they say as they
3: say Ryan—it's a week to change a lifetime. Yes, it's it's a week of shouting "fire in the hole" every time you use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no! It's,
1: it's a week of watching the governor that you voted for attempt to shake the hand of Scott Walker and instead oh. dabs on him and almost gets uh. impeached for it.
3: Yeah, that was that was whoop, something. That was, something. That was something. That's a bold move. Yeah. And before we sense. continue on with that rabbit hole, <laughs> I think let's move on to the outro.
1: Good job. You know,
2: this whole story I actually thought like this was real. Like, I thought all of this was real, real, like, Draining oh, real. Draining like, sewage for Eric. Eric actually was a city administrator. Yeah, and then I got, I, like, you mentioned, like, just some- How long did that take you to realize that, Arash? I don't know. I was like, five minutes in, I was just like, wait a minute. Uh, Something <laughs> doesn't add up here. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, wait,
0: what? Huh? now you're probably wondering why Eric's so in debt with student loans it's because he paid off the entire health department when the, when
2: the city of <laughs> madison of actually
3: paid off the health department <laughs>
2: <laughs> well folks that's our show for today if you like what you heard be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two we hope to see you again next time but until then don't cancel your outlook events stay safe